Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 120. Tomorrow or the day after, I'm going to be giving some details on how to enter this Bible giveaway. I've been talking about this a little bit over the last week. I also want you to know well, a couple things. One, I've never done anything like this before, a giveaway of any kind. Number two, this is something that I would like to do several times throughout the year, every year, as long as the Bible 365 podcast continues. Our reading for today is coming from Judges chapters 11 and 12, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 28, Psalm chapter 101, and Proverbs chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Judges chapter 11. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty warrior, but he was the son of a prostitute. Gilead was the father of Jephthah, and Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall not have an inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob, and worthless fellows collected around Jephthah and went out with him. After a time, the Ammonites made war against Israel. And when the Ammonites made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to bring Jephthah from the land of Tob. And they said to Jephthah, Come and be our leader, that we may fight against the Ammonites. But Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and drive me out of my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That is why we have turned to you now, that you may go with us and fight against the Ammonites and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you bring me home again to fight against the Ammonites, and the Lord gives them over to me, I will be your head. And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord will be witness between us if we do not do as you say. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and leader over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord at Mizpah. Then Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the Ammonites and said, What do you have against me, that you have come to me to fight against my land? And the king of the Ammonites answered the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel, on coming up from Egypt, took away my land, from the Arnon to the Jabbok and to the Jordan, now therefore restore it peaceably. Jephthah again sent messengers to the king of the Ammonites and said to him, Thus says Jephthah, Israel did not take away the land of Moab or the land of the Ammonites. But when they came up from Egypt, Israel went through the wilderness to the Red Sea and came to Kadesh. Israel then sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let us pass through your land. But the king of Edom would not listen. And they sent also to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained at Kadesh. Then they journeyed through the wilderness and went around the land of Edom and the land of Moab and arrived on the east side of the land of Moab and camped on the other side of the Arnon. But they did not enter the territory of Moab, for the Arnon was the boundary of Moab. Israel then sent messengers to Sion, king of the Amorites, king of Heshbon. And Israel said to him, 
Please let us pass through your land to our country. But Sion did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. So Sion gathered all his people together and encamped at Jahaz and fought with Israel. And the Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sion and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they defeated them. So Israel took possession of all the land of the Amorites, who inhabited that country. And they took possession of all the territory of the Amorites, from the Arnon to the Jabbok, and from the wilderness to the Jordan. So then the Lord, the God of Israel, dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. And are you to take possession of them? Will you not possess what Chemosh your God gives you to possess? And all that the Lord our God has dispossessed before us, we will possess. Now are you any better than Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever contend against Israel, or did he ever go to war with them? While Israel lived in Heshbon and its villages, and in Aror and its villages, and in all the cities that are on the banks of the Arnon, three hundred years, why did you not deliver them within that time? I therefore have not sinned against you, and you do me wrong by making war on me. The Lord, the judge, decide this day between the people of Israel and the people of Ammon. But the king of the Ammonites did not listen to the words of Jephthah that he sent to him. Then the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed on to Mizpah of Gilead. And from Mizpah of Gilead he passed on to the Ammonites. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will give the Ammonites into my hand, then whatever comes out from the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the Ammonites shall be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So Jephthah crossed over to the Ammonites to fight against them, and the Lord gave them into his hand. And he struck them from Aror to the neighborhood of Meneth, twenty cities, and as far as abel Karamim with a great blow. So the Ammonites were subdued before the people of Israel. Then Jephthah came to his home at Mizpah, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with tambourines and with dances. She was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. And as soon as he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low, and you have become the cause of great trouble to me. For I have opened my mouth to the Lord, and I cannot take back my vow. And she said to him, My father, you have opened your mouth to the Lord. Do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth now that the Lord has avenged you on your enemies, on the Ammonites. So she said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Leave me alone two months, that I may go up and down on the mountains and weep for my virginity, I and my companions. So he said, Go. Then he sent her away for two months, and she departed, she and her companions, and wept for her virginity on the mountains. And at the end of two months, she returned to her father, who did with her according to his vow that he had made. She had never known a man, and it became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went year by year to lament the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite four days in the year. Judges chapter 12 The men of Ephraim were called to arms, and they crossed to Zaphon and said to Jephthah, why did you cross over to fight against the Ammonites and did not call us to go with you? 
we will burn your house over you with fire. And Jephthah said to them, I and my people had a great dispute with the Ammonites. And when I called you, you did not save me from their hand. And when I saw that you would not save me, I took my life in my hand and crossed over against the Ammonites, and the Lord gave them into my hand. Why then have you come up to me this day to fight against me? Then Jephthah gathered all the men of Gilead and fought with Ephraim. And the men of Gilead struck Ephraim, because they said, You are fugitives of Ephraim, you Gileadites, in the midst of Ephraim and Manasseh. And the Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan against the Ephraimites. And when any of the fugitives of Ephraim said, Let me go over, the men of Gilead said to him, Are you an Ephraimite? When he said, No, they said to him, Then say Shibboleth. And he said, Sibboleth, for he could not pronounce it right. Then they seized him and slaughtered him at the fords of the Jordan. At that time, 42,000 of the Ephraimites fell. Jephthah judged Israel six years. Then Jephthah the Gileadite died and was buried in his city in Gilead. After him, Ibzan of Bethlehem judged Israel. He had thirty sons and thirty daughters he gave in marriage outside his clan, and thirty daughters he brought in from outside for his sons. And he judged Israel seven years. Then Ibzan died and was buried at Bethlehem. After him, Elon the Zebulonite judged Israel, and he judged Israel ten years. Then Elon the Zebulonite died and was buried at Aijalon in the land of Zebulun. After him, Abdon, the son of Hillel the Pirithonite, judged Israel. He had forty sons and thirty grandsons, who rode on seventy donkeys, and he judged Israel eight years. Then Abdon, the son of Hillel the Pirithonite, died and was buried at Pirithon in the land of Ephraim, in the hill country of the Amalekites. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 28. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God, who is at the Father's side, 
he has made him known. And this is the testimony of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed, and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing, if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Psalm chapter 101 I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. O when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 14 Verses 13 and 14. Even in laughter the heart may ache, and the end of joy may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with the fruit of his ways, and a good man will be filled with the fruit of his ways. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And your word says in the Psalms, I will sing of steadfast love and justice. God, I thank you today that your love and your justice are steadfast. They're not fickle like I know I can be, but you are steady. You are faithful. Your love is perfect and your justice, you make all things right in our lives. I thank you that you even correct areas of our lives and bring it into alignment with your word and with your will. God, I ask that you would draw us close to you. Let us experience the presence of your Holy Spirit and help us to become more and more like Jesus every day. We love you, Lord. We love you. And we ask all of these and we ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Today's devotional is coming from the Gospel of John. I love this today, especially after yesterday, where we had the men on the Emmaus Road in Luke twenty four, as they said, Did not our hearts burn within us? So here we are now in the Gospel of John, and I love this. And there are two places in our reading that I want to look at. First, we'll look at verses 1 through 3. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Doesn't that resemble Genesis chapter 1, which says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. This is a great picture here, of course, of the Trinity. You have God. You have the Spirit of God hovering. And it says, And God said. We know that Jesus is the Word. And so we look here in John chapter 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Jesus isn't just like another man. He wasn't just a prophet. He wasn't just a really good person who did some really good things. John the apostle is letting them know this Jesus is the son of God. He is the creator of the universe. He is building him up in a very strong way. And now I want to look at the second passage and it's in verses 26 and 27. John answered them. Now this is John the Baptist. John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. Can't you see what the Apostle John is doing here at the very beginning of this beautiful gospel? Jesus, there's no one like him. John the Baptist says, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. This sentiment that we see here from John the Baptist wasn't exclusive to him. You see this pattern throughout the rest of the New Testament. In Acts, when Jesus appeared to Saul, he fell to the ground and became blind for three days. Some may say, well, yeah, but he wasn't even saved yet. Well, let's go on to the book of Revelation. John, the same one who wrote this gospel, wrote the book of Revelation. And when Jesus appeared to him with eyes of fire, hair white like wool, feet like burnished brass, he went comatose. Like Jesus had to touch him. His strength left him. He became as a dead man. This is such a different picture than what we get today in modern Christianity. Some of our modern worship songs can reduce Jesus and you'd think you're singing to some girlfriend or some boyfriend. He's not that. He's not a girlfriend. He's not a boyfriend. He is the creator of the universe. He is God. We're not worthy to untie his sandals. It's like years ago, I remember... I saw somebody wearing this shirt and it said, Jesus is my homeboy. And it became a slogan. And it really is a picture of what's happened in Western Christianity, where again, Jesus has been robbed of his divinity. He's not your homeboy. He's the son of God. He is the savior of humanity. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. There's no one like him. And so our reading today in the Gospel of John, for me, it helps me to look to Jesus with the right perception, a right heart. He is God. And I'm just so blessed and honored that I can be a child of God. I'm so blessed and honored to know that I can call on his name and he will answer me. Aren't you so glad that our King of Kings and Lord of Lords came and walked on this earth, healed delivered, set free, gave his life as a ransom and bought us back, redeemed us 
He is so good. There's no one like him. Well, I'm going to make myself stop talking right now. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. I hope the devotional has been able to be a source of encouragement or challenge for you. If you did get something out of it, make sure you share it with your friends and with your family. Remember, over the next day or two, you'll hear some instructions on how to sign up for this Bible giveaway. Again, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can do so by going to my website at randygudo.com. Please pray for me. I am praying for you, and I will see you tomorrow with Day 121.